Welcome to Grazia Life Advice, Grazia Magazine's podcast. I'm Hattie Crisell and each week I speak to women worth listening to, asking them to share six pieces of advice they really value and the worst piece of advice they've ever received. Our guest this week is someone a little bit different, the legendary Barbara Taylor Bradford. Born in 1933 in Yorkshire, Barbara had a career as a journalist before publishing her debut novel, A Woman of Substance, in 1979. It went on to sell more than 32 million copies worldwide. At my count, she's written another 35 novels since, although it's quite hard to keep track, and her latest, Master of His Fate, came out in November. As you'd expect, she has plenty of advice to share too. So, over to Barbara. So you live in Manhattan and have done for a long time, is that right? Yes, because I married an American. Yeah. And that's why I live on Park Avenue in the middle of Manhattan. Oh, how fabulous. So what's it like being back in the UK when you come back and visit? Well, we come a lot, so um, it's a sort of commute. Every few months we're here. And do you go up to Yorkshire? I know you're from Yorkshire, aren't you? Yes, I am from Yorkshire, but I'm not going this particular trip. I shall probably go next year. Are there things about Yorkshire that you miss? It's so beautiful, so different to New York. No, not really, because I've lived in America for a very long time. And you, and I'm in, I lived in London for 10 years before I got married to Bob, so... If I miss anywhere, it would be London. Not, But I love Yorkshire, you know, yeah. I love the countryside. I suppose people from Yorkshire and people from New York are both known as being quite outspoken as well, so maybe it's a natural <laughs> maybe. transition. Maybe. I, I think Yorkshire people are perhaps more blunt than New Yorkers. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, OK, so let's move on with your brilliant advice that you've shared with me. So your first piece was something that you learned from your father. What was that? Well, when I was about 10 and 11 and 12 and he knew I could understand what he was talking about, he would say, always watch your step and keep your eyes open and your ears and be careful. Stand tall, be independent and strong and remember nobody and nothing can break you. Only you can allow yourself to be broken and that's not going to be, and you can never be a victim, but you can if you allow yourself to be one. Mm. So he was very um, emphatic, I suppose the word is, about me being a strong, independent young woman who could defend herself. Mm. Do you think that that had an impact on the, the career you chose and the path that you've taken? I don't think it had an impact on the career I chose because I was writing at seven, sold a short story when I was ten and got paid, seven and six postal order. But I do think it did have an influence on me and the kind of woman I became. Yeah. Which is another Margaret Thatcher, my husband says. Right. (laughs) In other words, bossy. Yes. So your second piece of advice is from your mother, and she was a stickler for manners, you said. Yes, my mother was a very gentle person and quiet, but my mother was outspoken, and she said her what was on her mind, and she was a stickler for manners. With She herself was very well-mannered, and she said, you must always say thank you, and you must... Um, not treat people differently. Whoever they are, you treat them the same. 
whether it's the the vicar, um, the lady mayoress, <laughs> or the chimney sweep. And I always remember that bit, the chimney sweep. I suppose there's no such thing today. <laughs> and her her point was that you must treat everybody equally and be very good-mannered and always smile. Oh, that's nice. Do you notice much of a difference between... Um, British culture and American culture in terms oh, of manners. Oh, enormous. It's enormous. Really? Yes. How's and like... I know both. I think they are outspoken. We speak the same language, but I think there can easily be misunderstandings in a certain way. Yeah. I suppose it's um, so they're not perhaps as mannerly, as, although I've seen a lot of bad manners here in the last <laughs> few years. Um, I think there's a difference. It's hard to pin down, but it's there. You're aware of it if you are British living in America, the little things. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I was interested to see that a couple of your pieces of advice came from people you worked with at the Yorkshire Evening Post. What year was it that you worked at the Yorkshire Evening Post? Oh, um, I was 16. Yeah. Must have been about 1949, 1950. Yeah. The news editor, Ken Lemon, a name I will never forget, kind of looked me up and down with great disdain and said, I want to tell you a few things, lass. If I send you to cover a wedding and the church burns down, don't come back and tell me there's no story. And before he said anything, I said, no, the church burning down is the story. And that kind of threw him, you know, for a moment. I was, after all, only 16. (laughs) So here into the room comes Keith. And I said, who is that? He said, the reporter who's going to teach you how to write newspaper copy. So he told me about the paper and we got to know each other that week. And I finally had the courage to say to Keith, I know all those sub-editors and Jack Lemon, uh, Jack Lemon, I'm thinking of the movie actor, <laughs> sorry, um, Ken Lemon, the news editor, uh, doesn't like me either. And he said, Barbara, it's not anything to do about like you. You're a very likable, pretty girl. He said, it's the fact that it's a bit of a nuisance to them that you're around because they like to swear and they feel they can't use four-letter words when they get a piece of bad copy. And as time went on, they saw that I was really very serious about my journalism and did my work and kept my head down, kept out of everybody's way. And eventually they just decided they were going to swear and to hell with it. So it all wafted over my head. So the advice from Keith was to ignore it. And the editor once said to me, I was telling him something at length, and he said, never explain Your friends don't need it and your enemies won't believe it. So the advice from my newspaper days was that, plus Keith saying, ignore them. Yeah. And do you find, I mean, you've obviously you've gone on to have an incredible career as an author and you actually have your uh, new book out now, Master of His Fate, which is, how many novels have you written now? 33. And I'm starting in the new year, the 34th. Yeah, so an incredible career. Those lessons that you learned as a journalist, have they been useful in your fiction writing as well? I think I learned a lot as a journalist. First of all, 
I, I quickly understood about something called a deadline. So I've always met my book deadlines because it's important to do so. I think I learned a lot about people because when you're a reporter or journalist, um, you're going out to interview people who have a story to tell of some kind. And you learned because you see how we, the way people react and how their emotions come flowing over. And um, what you need as a novelist, other than the talent to write and the imagination to invent a lot of lies about people who never existed, um, what you need to have is psychological insight. You have to understand what makes people tick. Mm. And I think I learned that on newspapers. So I think we've covered your third and fourth piece of advice there, but your fifth piece of advice came from a friend who had a boutique. Oh, yes. He recently died about a year ago, and it's a man called Seymour Druyon who had a boutique in London called Place Vendôme, and he said, especially for television, try not to wear patterns at all. So um, he taught me to wear black, strong colours, black, always with something to give it the black a lift, maybe a pin, a brooch, or a scarf. Uh, He said, you know what looks very elegant is a dress with a coat thrown over your shoulders. But I think the best advice is about the cut and the colour and the tailored clothes don't suit everybody, but he thought they were best for me. Well, you look wonderful today. You've got a beautiful red jacket yes, on. Yes, and it's got a skirt, but since I was doing television, I preferred to put a pair of black, black trousers, trousers on. on. Yeah. Yes. On television, you're always trying not to have the skirt round your neck. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also taught me, you know, how much better you look in a two-inch heel. And do you still wear heels? All the time. Yes, I do. I wear a two-inch heel. Mm. I had a cupboard full of very high heels, but they were too high, so I've given them all away. And um, my husband was once joking with a journalist and said, oh, Barbara loves shoes. She's got 2,000 pairs. And the woman printed it. And my aunt called me from England and said, I know you're not stupid enough to have two on <laughs> 2,000 pairs of shoes because you need a shoe shop. (laughs) And I said, that's a very good answer. Thank you. (laughs) Practicality from a Yorkshire woman. Never trust a journalist. That's the problem. Um, So your final piece of good advice was from your mother. And she said, even if you have a career, you should still learn to cook. Is that right? Yes. Well, she taught me to cook. And I like to cook. As a matter of fact, it's a, a way of relaxing for me because I'm not don't really have to use my brain that much as I do when I'm writing a novel so her thoughts were if you're going to have your journalistic career and your writing career you must make pot dinners and by that she meant things that you could prepare and then put in a pot and just go and look at it from time to time and not be doing a lot of preparing so so I do a chicken in the pot I do a wonderful Irish stew with lamb and that everybody loves has your husband ever cooked oh god no (laughs) (laughs) I don't want any man in a kitchen 
unless he's <laughs> unless he's a chef. <laughs> Do you think that they're just not very good at it? Well, I don't know. Some men love to cook. I know a few husbands who. Do do the cooking and work as well. But Bob isn't interested in cooking. Okay, so now on to the worst piece of advice you've ever heard. Um, And I think this came from a a family friend when you were ready to move to London. Yes, and she'd come to tea and she suddenly said, why are you going to London? And I said, because I want to go to Fleet Street. I want to be a journalist, and that is where I must be. And she said, well, you shouldn't go there. You're only going to get in with a bad lot, and something's going to happen to you. It won't be right for you. And the woman just was adamant that I was going to come to a bad end in some way of not my own doing. But, of course, my mother just was annoyed with her and didn't speak to her for a long time and had the last laugh when I became a very successful journalist. I went from Woman's Own to the London Evening News and nothing had happened to me. (laughs) <laughs> except good things yeah and my mother came you know to stay with me and my father sometimes and um they were very proud and I think at the time that woman was eating her words yeah well good how brilliant that your parents were so supportive they were because they felt that if I wanted to if I knew what I wanted to do that I should choose my own career because they thought you should be happy all the time if you can, and especially at work. Yeah. And they were really behind me. In fact, my father sent me money all the time because I developed an addiction to taxi cabs. <laughs> That's a terrible addiction, isn't it? What a terrible problem. Yes. <laughs> because I was often late, you know. <laughs> well, I've so enjoyed hearing all your advice. Thank you so much for coming yes, to speak to you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Barbara. Her new novel, Master of His Fate, is out now. If you enjoyed Grazia Life Advice, please do subscribe, rate us, review us and share us. It really helps spread the word. And from now on, you'll find a new episode every Friday. See you next week for more advice from women worth listening to. 